0: Episode 158 of Channel Massive, Co-op Triumphant.
1: The goodness begins. And since the topic is co-op, we have had Jason evicted from the podcast. <laughs> He's now on Redemption Isle, plotting and scheming his way back on board. <laughs> but it's co-op tonight.
0: That's right. It's literally a co-op podcast. That's me and right. Mark That's right. Now, it's Noah. not that
1: Jason was busy or had something important to do. No. Truly, we shunned him.
0: We held a vote. <laughs> Majority rule. Yeah. He's out. He's out.
1: <laughs> He's not in.
0: So this is our first episode that you're going to hear that follows our new week theme type idea that we're running with.
1: But first is soap commercial. Yes. <laughs> oh, never mind.
0: What actually happened is we did record a full episode based around BioWare. Week. BioWare week, yeah, a couple weeks ago, but then we had audio troubles, and so... This segment that we recorded with Scott that was meant to be interspliced in... That That became became the the podcast. (laughs) And it stands on its own. It does. It does. Scott was listening to him. He's like, well, it was really raw, but I guess it worked. (laughs)
1: Like, oh, yeah. Well, so what... (laughs) What happened is I was the engineer, which of course doomed the whole thing to failure, and <laughs> didn't notice that of all the levels being recorded, mine was totally silent for a good three quarters of the po- the podcast.
0: So there You was, were evicted. Audio was.
1: I was <laughs> evicted. Um, there were some really good things mentioned and said, and we. It was I a truly, really good episode. I truly believe it was our finest hour. Um, unfortunately, only we were there to witness it. <laughs>
0: Uh, so, you know, that's just how it goes. Win some, lose some. So now yeah. you're going to finally get something. Exactly. From us this week. And Mark's still engineering.
1: I am, but this time I'm watching the levels like a hawk. <laughs> oh, wait, that's not a hawk sound. Uh, anyway, it's it's going fairly well. That's good to re- engineer.
0: Engineer status report. Engineer. Uh, <laughs> I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. <laughs> so... If you're uncertain about what we're doing, we are now switching over to a new format where we focus on a particular theme or topic each week. And that includes the podcast that we record. So we're going to be giving you a much tighter, focused podcast that doesn't get into news that may have happened three months ago. Bullshit stuff we do. Yeah, we decided the whole what we're playing thing. We're just going to put that as cool blog posts on the website, which so far we've been pretty good about.
1: Yeah, and when we do it that way, we actually think about what we're saying before we say it. (laughs)
0: Which is kind of (laughs) cool. And will be unlike what you hear in this episode. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Now you can see the other side of the coin.
0: (laughs) So we've already gotten some pretty cool pieces of feedback to our Bioware week. But since that's kind of in the past, we're going to let you just enjoy that on the website. So be sure to go and check it out at ChannelMassive.com. Check out what we've been playing, our latest stories in League of Legends and Dragon Age 2 and even tabletop gaming. Which is on the horizon.
1: Yes. It's I can't on wait the horizon to do to that.
0: Detailed. Yeah, that's going to be so exciting to talk about. But this week, we decided to focus on future games technology. Well, and even what's current and cutting edge. What are, the, what are elements of game design right now that are new and fresh or really popular? And for the podcast, we really wanted to talk about co-op gaming. Now, co-op gaming in itself is not a foreign or brand new idea, but it's definitely prominently featured in pretty much any game that comes out, especially from the, the big publishers, there has to be some kind of multiplayer component and before that used to always be Deathmatch. Yeah, that was... And that's the pretty much multiplayer component that you got, yeah. but now with Gears of War kind of, I, I think, helped popularize a little bit more actual cooperative gaming versus trying to kill everybody Right, has really start to become more popular. Would you say, Mark, that you appreciate it when a game has a co-op mode in it? Do you think like, "Oh, I'm going to get this game because it has a co-op mode?" Well, or have you been able to enjoy co-op modes in, in games recently?
1: I think it I think some games lend themselves to it much better and and by that I mean they were designed to have it, whereas others it's just not such a great idea, you know, so yeah, they're
0: shoehorned some, in.
1: Yeah, some games like I would say, well, Rock Band, for instance, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, or you know, Gauntlet; those games all were kind of designed with that as as the the primary feature, yeah. yeah. And it and it feels really like it was, and it and it and it's a, it's a satisfying experience. The more players playing, I think, the more um, the, the better it goes, you know. And mm-hmm. you feel like you're playing what the game, how the you're playing the game the way it was meant to be played, versus where you play a game that's um, just, you know, has the one player option and then they kind of add in co-op as an afterthought. So yeah.
0: And in a way I do enjoy playing Gears of War co-op much more so than single player, but sometimes I feel like co-op Gears of War is an example of that, where when you're playing through as a single player, you have your, your squad mates with you. So when you play co-op, a second player basically takes over one of those AI-controlled squad mates. Sure. And they're primary characters in the story and stuff. So it's not totally illegitimate, but it still feels like they really focused on it as a single-player game first. Right. Well, if we have these grunts that are assisting you throughout the game, we should allow this uh, to be a co-op mode. Now, they've refined it. When the second Gears of War came out, they added the Horde mode, which has become a new staple to so many other games where you work as a team – against an ever stronger ever stronger waves of monsters that come at you oh yeah and so you just try to hold up and last through as many waves as you can and that's been that was really cool but as far as the main story to me it still felt like single player experience right. with the second player shoehorned in now when Mark and I first started trying to guess uh, like come up like what are co-op games that we like the first few that we came up with were Gears of War, like I was just mentioning, and then Lara Croft, Guardian of Light, <laughs> which was more like uh, griefing,
1: grief match, co-op
0: griefing for me and Mark at least when we played. That it. was
1: our first experience playing a, playing in co-op mode, at least mine, and it was so fun to try to screw <laughs> Noah over.
0: Yeah. Now, when I play with Tear, she's actually very good at that game, and we were we were quite successful at getting pretty far in the game. And I'm like, wow, this is refreshing. <laughs> 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 but then, but I learned when playing. I don't know who I played with. I played with someone where I learned to drop bombs and try to blow them up against the person that was teamed up with me. Oh, yeah. And then, Mark, that's the first thing that you look for to do. Right. That yeah, was explicitly, like... <laughs> Your I first objective, must can I do kill. something to damage my teammate? Right. <laughs>
1: I must inhibit his progress so that I can win.
0: But what's cool is the game is still really fun.
1: Yeah. And, however you do it. And it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and we just add. We like to add a degree of danger to the games.
1: Yeah, when we play. We, when just, we were still progressing at an we alarming were. rate, even yeah. trying to kill each other the whole time.
0: We, it, we, it wasn't deserved, but somehow we were progressing. <laughs> we were really moving through it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was great, and then one of my all-time's super favorites, a, a game that for me redesigned co-op gaming, has to be Left 4 Dead and mm-hmm. its sequel. Yeah. Because, I really feel, in those games, more than perhaps many of the others that we're going to bring up, it is really established accountability and it really justified and forced you to play together. And right. you could take the gears of war argument that I was saying earlier that, well, you can play through left at dead single player and you've got three AI teammates who do pretty darn well. Um, but the game was, it, it, it genuinely was designed for four human players. Right. That and, was the core. Yeah. And Design. that's definitely a superior way to play it. I mean, you can yeah. play with the AI and Oh, it's I love fine, it with four players. But with four players and communicating with each other over your headsets and trying to strategize, it's just so thrilling because the odds are so high against you. Yeah. And the games generate stuff randomly. Right. And you can't have what I feel happens so much in games like Years of War or other first-person shooters that shoehorn in team-based PvP. You can't have people run off on Lone Wolf. Right and leopard. It. No, because if you do that, you get killed. And if somebody gets killed out of your four people, it's likely going to be your fault that the other three people die.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's and just forced.
0: It, it's justified teamwork. Right. It's just so exciting.
1: And yeah, and it just keeps going, and you know, reaches little climaxes throughout yeah.
0: the. And when you finish a campaign, you just really feel a sense of accomplishment, like. We did something together. Yeah,
1: you're like, <laughs> that was hard. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, awesome. it's awesome. Yeah.
0: And prior to that, the other game, I don't know if this, if you felt this way, that gave me that same euphoria was Rock Band.
1: Yeah, totally. Like making it through a, a song where you guys are playing it as you know, when you're not playing anything on easy mode, like even if even if you're just a noob, you're like trying to play it on medium or yeah. or whatever, and making it through and not and ha- not having it on the mode where it just lets you play, you know, Definitely. it's a great feeling. Um, the same happened back with Diablo 2 back in the day, too.
0: I regret that I never played that. I wish I could. I, yeah. I wish I did. I know I could now. We could
1: still do the retro match.
0: We could. I don't I don't know. Uh, but with Diablo 3 still stands corner, up it's like, eh, well, yeah, I it's, know. maybe I'll wait. Mean, I still have to play StarCraft 2, you know? <laughs> it, it
1: holds up. It holds up. It's amazing. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I would... Uh, that's one that we've played co-op uh-huh. together, yeah. You know, pretty extensively, and um, I'd have to say in that one, you know, you it's it's a good, it's a fun, good game. But I didn't have that same feeling of oh, geez, that was hard. You know,
0: no, it was more arcadey. You know, though,
1: what I was, I did just think of, even though it's an MMO, was um, City of Heroes. Back yes, before that's the, what was the right the in my mind. First PVP expansion when you'd go through the the very difficult. Um, what were those missions called? where they were chained together? Task forces. Task force, yeah. Remember when you would finally finished the task force? Yeah. Oh, man, that was like...
0: Because it was, it was hours long Especially commitment.
1: before they tweaked it. I mean, those were so hard and it was grueling. Sure. It was hours. You couldn't let your attention go. I mean, yeah. you know, depending on how you... you and, and usually when we played it, we were... You know, right at the very fringes of the levels that you should have. Yeah. And that was a really satisfying experience. Yeah, you know? it was
0: so cool. Our little land parties. I really love that. Yeah. And a, a lot of MMOs, you can do that. And you can do that in World of Warcraft. You can do that yeah. in...
1: Well, I mean, yeah, raiding is, all, is yeah, basically rating, that.
0: Getting together with your guilds. And something that we're not touching on here, and it's intentional, is we're really talking about co-op gaming with respect of you and some friends against the environment right? versus you and some friends against other people.
1: Not PvP.
0: Yeah. And and because that also makes you feel really proud when you have a great team or causes you to quickly point fingers if you have a crappy team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But what we're really appreciating is how finally game developers and the gaming community as a whole has really embraced the idea of working together towards a goal versus working to thwart somebody else. Right. I think that's, that's kind of speaks to improved game design, improved level design and improved AI. Right. Right. At the end of the day, because back in the old days, the ultimate co-op games were stuff like beat ups, like double dragon. Oh yeah. Final Golden Fight, axe. Golden axe. And then of course, gauntlet. Right. One of the original ultimate co-op experiences. But it was still, it was still butt mashing in a way. Yeah. yeah. The strategy was pretty light and the AI that was thrown at you was pretty primitive. It was just like, well, they're stronger. And if you get hit, you're going to die. Right. It was more about dexterity versus strategy and being cunning. Oh yeah.
1: Which it is, it is cool to see the progression.
0: Yeah. And I still love those games. I still love to go back to them. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's our fav- some of our favorite examples of good co op games. And this would be a great opportunity for you to chime in, listeners, and tell us what your favorite co op games are. Send them into mail at channelmassive.com.
1: M A I L.
0: Or you can leave us a comment on the website. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about co op game design in terms of what makes it work and what we want from it in the future. Our first
1: topic of discussion, aside from filling you in, as we just did, on everything that we like about um, co-op, one thing we'd like to talk about is what what we feel makes co-op work. You know, what, what, what is, what is it that makes, what's the hook and what, what adds that addictiveness to it and makes you just want to come back for more and, you know, put together, put together like parties, LAN parties or Xbox parties or get people online so that you can, you can actually fill out your team of four or two or whatever it is for co-op and really dig in. And, um, the first one would be accountability, which, know kind of hit on with left for dead where yes. if you have a player that's doing the lone wolf thing you all die you all suffer for that it's it's it it kind of harkens back to like counter-strike as far as a pvp game. yeah you just can't do that you can't have somebody out there you know in the wilds doing whatever the hell they're doing
0: unless it's a part of your strategy and you're like okay yeah. We want you to go out and ground resources or whatever, yeah. distract the enemy. But if
1: they're just out for themselves, you're not rewarded as a team or no. even as a player ultimately in that game. And in a lot of the good, the good games where co-op is done well, that's true for anything. You know, you need to um, when you're when you're in an encounter with a boss type, like say in a traditional World of Warcraft raid, you need to. Have your role established. You need to stick with exactly. it. You need to you need to be the best tank you can be, the best DPS or the best, best healer, healer, the best yeah. debuffer, the best controller, whatever it is. And I think that's a key component to making co-op work. Mm-hmm. You know, without it, without the accountability,
0: well, it Basically, can be fun. You know, like Gauntlet, yeah, Contra. It's like, well, if one of us dies and we both have to start over, it's kind of like an it's understood. It's still fun. But accountability, but there's the, the penalty doesn't seem as great.
1: Well, and I think, too, when you when you're playing a game of this type, you have to have the difficulty, right? If you're if it feels like you're breezing through it, then yeah. you're not, you know, if you just want to see the content and you're just, everything's easy. A boss encounter is something where one guy is, you know, getting a beer or something and you're still surviving it. Yeah, you're not doing it right no. you know it should you should come out of every every serious boss encounter with a feeling of we just barely made that by the skin of our
0: teeth yeah every and that person played a role
1: yeah and we played our role and we you know that that's what tells you you're doing it right so i think mm-hmm. i think that's a huge a huge component um also you know free for all treasure
0: or loot or, or loot yeah. yeah
1: what can be better yeah, then
0: Mark's favorite
1: thing. <laughs> I typically do find the hot key that allows you to just grab whatever is Hoover in your vicinity. The <laughs> and then I just keep one finger on that at the expense of actually playing my character. <laughs> so n- how, however difficult that may be. I make sure I go for the loot first and then and that's especially prevalent in games like Diablo two or, um, and gauntlet. That was always a problem gauntlet, with you. Marvel ultimate Alliance. Like Any game Struggling
0: where... to fight monsters and you'd right. be running off to the treasure chest. Right. It's like Mark.
1: So fun. <laughs> that doesn't happen so much in world of Warcraft where.
0: Yeah. You have it, to roll for it. Yeah.
1: And actually I'm i I'm a really good person about not, Trying to take stuff I don't need, and that I have code game. of honor. Now I have the code of honor down for that one, <laughs> um, but it it does make for it it makes for an
0: interesting. Uh, it makes it activity. fun because it feels like even though you have to work together, there's some part of it that you can take just as your own. Yeah, that this is my personal reward for what I've done and what it, I'm contributing.
1: And I love games where they have you know like armor sets or equipment sets or whatever for specific character types yeah. where you go. You're trying to help your your you know your companion or whatever your uh buddy actually get that assembled right you know you're going out of your way to try to make sure that they yeah
0: exactly i think that's a really good that's a really
1: fun part like a meta game within the game you know Mm -hmm. um puzzles requiring more than one person to solve like Uh, yeah a super cool feature Like when you can just go through and just kill waves and waves of monsters or whatever of enemy soldiers and be at the end or face the boss, that's one thing. But to have puzzles where you have to figure it out or people have to be standing in a certain location and pulling a lever or with like the Laura Croft game where you're actually... Standing on the shoulders of the other character to, to do something yeah, to to acrobatic. Or... Yeah. I love that. It's...
0: <laughs> oh, that's something else that we did. It's like, were you playing Lara Croft? You were. Because you yeah. had like a little grappling hook that you would shoot across. Yeah, and, and I was trying to get... do a tightrope walk to right. get to the ledge, and then you would like release it before you yeah, get across. It was
1: my Lucy slash Charlie Brown moment. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun.
0: But yeah, the Adventures of Cookies and Cream, which was also one of the few spectacular co-op games that i can remember from i think playstation 2 very early first or second year you play a rabbit on each side and there's really tricky platforming puzzles like i have to turn this gear and then you have to backtrack and i have to defeat this monster i have to defeat these three monsters while you're sinking in a pool of water and about to drown but i have to defeat the monsters in order to flip a switch to save you oh yeah like having that tension and and it's not something that a single player can do. It's genuinely designed for more than one player. It's
1: really cool. I love that stuff, yeah. Yes. If Lost Vikings had only been multiplayer, it
0: could yeah, have been like that. that. Would, maybe that's Blizzard's new secret
1: game. Maybe, yeah. Bringing back Lost Vikings. That'd sweet. That'd be great. Um, and, of course, another another must-have is you know, the level design actually supports more than one character was designed from the beginning for that. Yeah, they don't just to... flood
0: you with 500 minions because right. you your enemies because there's more than one of you. And so they up the challenge by the most basic way possible. Right. Making the enemies stronger or just spamming you with more enemies. That's ghetto.
1: Yeah. It's cool when it's actually meant where you have, have those, those roles assigned that you can, you know, live yeah. up to and, and, and pull off that thing that only you're, role allows, you know, be it if you're doing something, if you have a stealth character yeah. that's so cool to have you know, that's your moment to shine and do whatever it is you're doing, pick a lock or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that's
0: the real evolution of games like Double Dragon and Gauntlet where everybody looked different Yeah, but were they really different? They weren't. Not
1: really, I mean.
0: But with games like well, Counter-Strike is a PvP but other games like, like MMOs where you, yeah. you, from dozens of hours ago, you chose to be a healer right ever and so many hours later when you're actually being forced to play with groups because the quests are too advanced for you to solo anymore it's just like you get to really take a hold of your profession and your skill yeah. set and everything that you've be
1: practiced irreplaceable you know Yeah,
0: and be essential yeah yeah it's like we can't do this we need a healer we need this certain type of role to be taken care of and it's just it's so fulfilling
1: yeah like, absolutely Unless you totally do it wrong, and then it's done. Yeah, but and then you are the reason why the, the game <laughs> and ends. And, and, and then you are like, I knew I should have done that other thing. <laughs> Tank for life. Um, <laughs> what would you, one of the things that Noah listed was the ability to play as the enemy, which is a cool. Yeah, that's concept. what I.
0: That was something else I really liked about Left 4 Dead is that you can play as the zombies, and you can turn the tables. It's like that, and that, I guess that does turn it more into a PvP thing. But when you right. can take a a game that's traditionally and originally meant to be a co-op experience. And you spend so many hours and levels facing it from one side to be able to see what it's like to play as the evil side and take out, try to thwart the other, the tactics that you think work so well.
1: Yeah. It's kind of a satisfying feeling
0: and it makes the game as a whole feel more well-rounded. Right. I know that I'm totally on the, the, precipice of pvp
1: but yeah but it's true i mean it is
0: but when it's an add-on and it's not the definition of the game
1: right i feel
0: that's that's my gray area it's true
1: though if, it, <laughs> if it's designed for pvp it's one thing but if it's actually kind of a little bonus where you can experience the world you know yes. through the adversary's eyes that's that's pretty cool definitely um and then i think the the king of as far as accessibility uh, for co op games, allowing you know anyone to pick it up a non gamer as opposed to yeah. you know somebody who 's got like three thousand hours in dragon age like terror, not to yes. single anyone out <laughs> yeah, obsessive compulsive but um <laughs> uh it, like rock band 's the king right i mean yes there's there 's no i 've never seen a better example, especially with all the rock band parties that our friend dwayne has had Dwayne and yeah. Jen have thrown going to those parties and there's people that walk in and they've never played before any any kind of game they're just not into gaming and they're like oh this is so cool because mu- music is a universal thing and everybody secretly wants to be a rock star yes and or you know musicians trying to play the little plastic instruments and <laughs> going wow this is so weird but still having a, an advantage you know because of their music it's it's cool it's it's a neat equalizer and that that's one that's the best game I can think of for to bring accessibility. You know, yeah,
0: because it's it's hard as a gamer sometimes to find, especially when you're a grown-up gamer. Yeah, to find other people that have that interest. So when a game comes out. Because still, for some people who don't play games a lot, there's a stigma. It's like, oh, that was something. that's something for kids. That's something I did when I was 10. Right. I don't want to learn this. The controllers look so much more complicated now. There's no way that I can play this and actually have fun. Right, right. And you're just going to own me or make me feel inadequate. Which I mean, is games, true. But... <laughs> <laughs> but games that allow those pe- the, the people who are already close to you in your real life, but they're not gamers, but that allow, allow to be a gateway. Yeah, your it's favorite a drug. It's just so cool.
1: It is cool, and I, I was trying to think of another co-op game that really does it well, and that that's the, the one I I think of mostly. Um, yeah, not
0: unless you go to back to the really basic ones like. Gauntlet. Yeah,
1: I suppose World of Warcraft kind of lured in some folks that weren't specifically True. gamers. You yeah, know?
0: although I remember when you first showed me the screen, sh- you first oh, the first, playing first playing World animation
1: of where it was like clank clank. No, it's
0: like you'd been playing, and we've been playing City of Heroes, and you oh. got World of Warcraft, and you were trying to convince me that I should play it, and you showed me your screenshot, or you showed me your screen, like you started up, look at it, and there was like toolbars everywhere. Oh,
1: yeah, when I had like, that,
0: there's no way I'm playing the, this game,
1: as Jason called it, the fugly, inter- fugliest interface ever. I think it's
0: because you got just all these plugins and mods.
1: Yeah, I was all, well, I was blown away that you could modify that game. I,
0: and so you went overboard. Yes, with I mods. did.
1: Yes, I did. And
0: that made it appear appear totally inaccessible like um i'm a gamer i'm not playing that it was the
1: opposite of accessibility yes (laughs) that's true
0: intimidation factor that way yeah
1: check this out no one can ever play my interface is so complicated i don't even (laughs) scientists are still analyzing mark's interface but i've simplified since then that's right you know i don't have any mods loaded now except for auctioneer that's the only one Everything else it provides. They've added. Usually, unfortunately, they tend to take the best mods and they do simplify them a bit and make them their own. Build it into the game. Yeah. yeah. So, in in looking into the future of gaming, which is kind of one of the core tenets of this this week. Yes. What do we want from co-op to make it to make it even better? To make it. To refine the crack, as Jason would say.
0: For me, I think the first, the, the the primary thing, and this is something to tie it into MMOs that started to become apparent in Wrath of the Lich King, is it's great to have a common objective and to work as a team. And when you overcome your obstacles and get to the end of the level or the campaign, it's like, wow, that was so thrilling. And a, yeah, I played my certain role or yeah, I got this really cool piece of loot or whatever. That all feels great. What could take it to the next level for me is, and this requires much more advanced gaming worlds and technologies and consequences and logic, but having the game world and the objectives dynamically change based on individual players' decisions, which when you have a team of four or five or 12 or whatever, that becomes really intensely complex and hard to program for. But let's say... You have a healer, and you're playing a game where if somebody dies, they're dead, which probably would not like be the that true great. death. Yes, but if a healer, if your healer died, enabling you to get through the rest of the level that you have, there's a plan B. There's some kind of other mechanic that you can do to get people gauze healed up. for all. Yeah, I don't know. Or yeah. maybe you have a teammate. You you kind of split up, and one group of folks gets to. A bridge before the other group of folks and that ends up triggering a landslide that the other group was going through and so the whole oh, level yeah. design changes based on that'd be pretty cool what one person or one half of your group did right and so there's a little bit of variance in terms of the objectives left for dead does really accommodate this in terms of where enemies appear and that's something that i find so appealing about it, is it's kind of random about when you yeah. get swarmed when you'll be attacked by a a a superpowered zombie, the next level is making the environment uh, have unpredictability to it more so than just a randomly generated environment like in Vindictus, right where like uh, it's the same building parts, but now the hall goes left and cetera right. but actually something that changes and objectives that change depending on yeah. the actions that you take
1: that would be really cool like almost immersive gameplay, right? like yeah, I mean our emergent. Yeah, it, that's yeah. what I meant to immersive.
0: An open world with consequences. Yeah,
1: that'd be awesome. Especially, I think as processing power and you know graphics rendering engines and everything just Im- improves, it seems like it's more doable. So physics engines and all that. You know, yeah. I mean,
0: at least maybe even a, in a constrained campaign environment. Like yeah, you know, you're starting from point A and you know you need to go to point B, but there's 12 different paths that could happen depending on well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I was thinking, when you said that, it struck me that it's essentially like, what is a co-op game? Like, what's a prime example of a co-op game, old school? Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. So, to feel like there's an AI dungeon master, like, going, oh, you know, the story, you know, one of the characters died, the story has to change, I have to adapt, here's what I'm going to do, and to be able to take, you know, those paths and and dynamically, like, you know, make it happen seamlessly would be incredible, Mm -hmm. you know, way, way more advanced than the typical Bioware, like good or or good or incorrect decision, you know, whatever. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, One of the things I was after for the future co-op was replayability, like, to be able to and that's just you know pretty much what we just talked about but being able to get unique experience based on the team makeup level of characters etc so maybe the first time through with a group that's you know pretty well balanced it's one experience but then when you go through the second time and maybe play it like inferno level or something like that it's d- is totally different or it's markedly well, like, different
0: yeah like thinking back to the old school original final fantasy for me You could play that game. You had to pick four heroes. They could be any class you want. Right. So you could make a team that was warrior, monk, white wizard, black wizard. Right. But you could also make a team that was all black wizards. Right. A team that was all fighters. The Shadow Council. Exactly. (laughs) And so how do you get through the game? People have done that somehow. Right. But that would be another interesting way that the objectives or the paths or the experience is different depending on the combination of the roles that you put together. That would be too cool
1: to do it that way. I'd love to see that. And I I don't see why it's undoable. I mean, most of these games, the co-op games, especially tell a story, you know, much like an RPG. So it seems like you could, you could do something with that. You know, it's expand on what they do with a lot of single player games where it's like, I chose this character of this type. And so now my origin is this. And, you know, if it could just kind of make some kind of melange out of all the different you know, attributes of the characters and go, yeah, this is kind of going to be your reality. You're, you're in a swashbuckling world of <laughs> firearms with with some magic and a little bit of steampunk or, you know, something like that, yeah. you know. It'd be pretty cool. Maybe I ask too much, but... And, you know, I think the final thing that I, I would be excited to see out of co-op would be, and this is, you know, what we've talked about leads up to this, but a truly enhanced AI, you know, and this is not just like the way the story is unfolding to have that kind of dungeon master type person there, but also to have adversaries that make all the encounters very difficult, you know, to where it's, you know, you've got your, your strategic vision of where you're trying to go through the game, but tactically you're challenged as well with every battle you know, linking maneuvers out of the mobs or,
0: yeah.
1: um, you know, they focus in on, on your damage dealer and you have to actually physically defend your damage dealer because that's what they're going to do. Um, Or, you know, maybe they're, you know, maybe they're, they're setting traps for you and you don't, and you didn't choose like a thief or a rogue type character. So you're having to try to, f- you know, make your way through not just mobs and, you know,
0: yeah, because so often a boss in a game has a pattern. Yeah. And the pattern is always the same. It uh, doesn't yeah. matter how you come at exactly. it. Exactly. But a, a boss that changes its tactics depending on your team makeup or your abilities would be really
1: cool. Or maybe if the game is just watching you and seeing like how you're... You see, you know, What's because, your routine? Because, your because you pattern? will start to, to develop an M.O., you know... Where you just you take all combat the same way, you know. Noah on the right, un- unleash hell, you know. And then you know, meanwhile Jason runs in with his trusty battle axe and shield to tank, and you know, it's like the game figures that out and goes, okay. So next time this happens, you know, we're gonna focus fire on the tank and take it down, or we're gonna we're gonna actually, you know, we're gonna flank you and come out from behind you, and it's not always gonna be the same. I think that would be really compelling for me at least to 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 make the little battles you know more of a more of an adventure mm-hmm. or to make the game do strange things like split your party up automatically you know where you two of your guys fall into a pit and the other two are topside or something and you're having to yeah, really cool. you're having to you know communicate with one another and then you could add in puzzles and stuff where it's like oh i hit a gate that's closed and the other party has to get to the certain point meanwhile mobs are spawning you know i mean there's so many different things you could do with like some really smart well developed ai to just truly make it feel like a movie yeah you know yeah as opposed to, and, and I, I hate to say it but some there are moments in Left For Dead where I feel like that happens, you know, even though it well, doesn't yeah, you just feel like you've you've just served you've just been part of some kind a of big
0: blockbuster movie.
1: Yeah. Which is really cool. Yes. Same with, you know, even old school stuff like Diablo two where you, you take out one of the bosses and it's like been such a lead up to get to him and you know, taunting you the whole time. Stuff like that would be pretty cool. So I don't know. Just some things we'd like to see in co op in the future.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, hopefully um what we've discussed has, you know, interested you folks and you maybe would drop us a be so kind as to drop us a line or two. Yeah, or
0: tell us what what is it that you're looking for yeah, in so co op games or that you really like about them.
1: Right. Send us mail at mail at channelmassive dot com. M A I L or comment or if you want to record something and send it in, do that. Yeah, we love that, too. Find us on Facebook or tweet us on Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, we're, we're out there, and we're listening, and we're looking for great ideas for upcoming podcast weeks.
0: Yeah, next week's supposed to be Valve Week. Yeah. If all things align, which would be pretty cool, because Portal 2 comes out.
1: If the moon is in the right position. Yes. If Mars is ascending.
0: Yes. Yes. So that's something else to look forward to. We hope you like the show. We hope you like this new format that we're giving a try. Yeah. If, we hope to hear from you.
1: If you love or hate the format, feel free to go to iTunes and give us all Five the stars, stars you can. And then yes. lambast us or praise us. Yeah. We're
0: prepared to. We'll take action based on the amount of stars. That you exactly. Get yes. As long <laughs> as they're all the stars that is your currency of change yes exactly <laughs> one star
1: no doubt we're not going to listen yeah, gonna five be the same. we'll take you seriously <laughs> well anyway thanks for thanks for listening and yes uh, thank you look to our website channelmassive.com for
0: lots more content up there than there was before
1: exactly pretty pictures stories articles you name it yeah we'll that's have pretty it. cool so come on by